Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Nikki. I'm Shaysel. And I'm Jill. Hello. How is everybody doing today? Good. <laughs> We're chilling. Um, good. Yeah. <laughs> How was everyone's Thanksgiving? Oh, I oh, literally. I about that. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving feel like it feels like it like didn't even happen. I mean, it did, and I did stuff for it, but it went by so fast. I know, just came and went. But I mean, mine was good. It was like uneventful in a good way. Like no extended family drama for me or Chris. So that was nice. Because <laughs> good. Not that our like extended families are like super dramatic, but you know, it's the holiday season. People are stressed, and yeah, something always comes up. So, but yeah, I mean, it was. It went well. How about you guys? Mine was good, but like kind of chaotic because I had two Thanksgivings in a row and I like cooked some stuff. So that's always more chaotic and fucking expensive. I'm like, why are ingredients so much money? I made mac and cheese and I'm like, I had to buy this mustard spice. Tell me why that shit was $8. Dude, that's like a thing. (sighs) Actually, right now with, you know how the economy is like like inflation is so bad right now that's like a huge thing that's being hit is groceries which is like that's the one thing you would like hope would be like immune from inflation like liberal food (laughs) but nope we live in america yeah and then so that yeah united states yeah um but otherwise it was fun i the shit that i made was so good it looks so fucking good, Jill. I wish it I could try literally, it. I want to make that cornbread so bad. I went back to Trader Joe's and they didn't have the freaking gluten-free mix. Oh, those like, are you joking? Because it's so fire. All the gluten-free hoes are like fighting over it. Yeah, for yeah, real. Literally. But I'm like, I would literally eat that for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for every meal. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. How was yours, Chasel? Um, it was good. It was like a nice little, I mean, there was definitely, actually, no, there were a lot of, there was a lot of Thanksgiving food, but it was mixed with Cuban food, which I was very happy about because Cuban food Mm. is fucking lit. Um, it was nice. I went to like a random, like a random family's house, but like kind of. (laughs) She literally just walks in a front door. But yeah, so I went to a family friend's house and it, it was nice. Um, and they lived just in the suburbs but it was like a more it's in um nikki it's in hoffman estates which oh, that's where brendan lives oh right right yeah. which i've definitely i've spent a lot of time in schomburg which to our listeners if they're not from the area it's very close to hoffman estates but i've never actually like been in a neighborhood there or anything and it was i mean it wasn't anything crazy it was just your standard very quiet sort of a neighborhood but that was like yeah. really nice they behind their house they have this like i guess uh a Hoffman Estates park there that has like a track and has like swings and everything and I spent oh. a lot of time there it was like and it was so nice out that day so that was Lovely. yeah that was really really nice I've just been taking I mean it's still hard for me to like go out and do it but I've just if I'm outside I take whatever opportunity I can now to spend more time outside so yeah good. that was nice hey nice good I'm glad we all had a good Thanksgiving yeah well Anything else before we jump into the topic? I mean, I feel like we're like good to go because we've been okay. So the topic today is love is blind and we've been half discussing it like via text, but we're like, we'll wait. So like, at least I'm itching to discuss shit. I mean, the topic is 
mainly love is blind but we're going to just talk about dating shows in general um and just kind of think about like the psychology behind them and just i don't know the sensation of dating shows to begin (laughs) with and yeah so but i've been i'm almost done with the season season three i'm on like episode nine i think there's like 11 or 12 so i'm really close to the end so we're gonna just kind of go in order but does anybody have anything they want to say before we just dive in no no okay so i did you guys watch the other two seasons of love is blind only the first only the second season not the first one okay I was just curious all. if you guys had seen before. One thing that like I've thought with the previous seasons, but starting this season, it's like I literally have to like get in a new mindset because they are all so hetero. I know. And I'm know. watching it it's and painful. I'm like <laughs> the gender roles and like yeah, like they're so obsessed with like gender roles and like traditional stuff, except yeah. for Raven, which we'll like talk about because that was that's one thing that's like oh yeah she's grown on me like one thing i've noticed i really like fuck what's her name she's the one that like really likes clothes she has brown hair long brown hair she she has lips alexa alexa yeah alexa i really like her but she's like very materialistic and so is i mean raven is very materialistic too i don't know they just like all like just right off the bat are like I want somebody to take care of me and blah 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 and it's like if that's what you want that's fine but for like every single person on the show to be like that it's like literally like I gotta I like get into my straight headspace again <laughs> to be able to watch it no literally and because the season was in Texas it mm, makes it yeah. that much more like southern people's versions of those gender roles and like traditional shit so not that any of them are like particularly southern I think only like the one guy has like a southern accent even so they probably all moved there at some point yeah alexa's man's whatever his freaking name is yeah him i know i'm like what the fuck is his name brennan 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 Brennan, yeah yeah. um (laughs) his family like has like the farm and shit and he wears cowboy hats but that's like yeah he's like the most southern but he's he's the only one that i feel like has at least a more like diverse background of how he was like homeless at one point basically had like no money growing up and did all this shit yeah it's so i mean okay we'll we'll talk more about this like as we continue discussing through the season but like where i'm at seeing each other's homes and like stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like obviously they have to talk about money but it also is just like yeah very (laughs) it's just like some of them are like so privileged they like don't get it like okay we'll talk about it when it gets there but don't let me i want to talk about things raven said but so the one of the main things we all wanted to discuss more in depth which we did kind of over text we'll do it again here (laughs) um in the pods is cole and colleen are chatting and cole is like we should get deeper like if we want he says He's like, what do you normally like expect out of a relationship like talking wise? Like what do you normally like expect to talk about? The way oh, he yeah, words it is like such a fucking like abstract thing. I know. Like, did you guys run out of shit to say for real? <laughs> or they like gave him that prompt. But so he asks that and then she's like, I don't know, like just like nice stuff basically. Like lighthearted stuff. And then he says like, okay, we need to get deeper if we're going to be married. Like can you get deeper? And she's basically like, 
no. (laughs) And it's like, but what was flooring me was it wasn't that she was like, I have a hard time getting deep, but like, I'll work on it because I agree. She's like, I don't really like doing that. I know. I don't want to get deep. And he's like, okay, I can't be with you if you're if you can't get deep then. Like I, that's not what I want from a relationship. And then she yeah. goes back to like the girls' room and she's like, I'm pretty sure he just called me shallow. <laughs> she no, she was saying like she's like, however you're like reading me right now, if you think I'm shallow or whatever, like I'm fine with that. Like maybe I am. Maybe I, I am know. shallow. But like And that's whatever. why it killed me that she goes back to the room. She's like how I interpreted the situation was like that he like called me shallow. It's like, girl, you yeah. called yourself shallow. And right. he, he was just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe how point blank she made that comment. Like, I, I can't remember verbatim what she said, but like, it was like essentially explicitly saying, I only like having superficial conversations. Like, I don't know if she used yeah. superficial, but it was something synonymous with that. Like, it was not left open for interpretation. This is not us to anyone who hasn't seen it or people who have seen it. Like, this is not us, you know, just like filling in the blanks with what she might have met. It's like, no, she explicitly stated that she does not, that she does not, <laughs> yeah. that's not what she like does in a relationship. And it's like, yeah. sis, what is a relationship if not that? Like, <laughs> right. hello. Right. It also was like interesting because she's um, a professional ballet dancer and ballerina. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but I'm like, well, I want to know how much money you make doing that. But so she's in the beginning. True. In the beginning, she's like, people like just talk to me because they like find it. Like she basically (laughs) guys go on like three dates with me and then they get bored and they leave. Like, I think they just think it's cool that like I'm a ballerina. And then like once they get past that, they leave. It's like. Bitch, clearly you're boring because you won't have like an actual conversation. So they're like, okay, bye. Like, it's like, oh, that kind of adds up then if they're getting bored of you. It's because you refuse to talk about anything of substance. Like, right. It's like, why do you think that your relationships outside of this experiment didn't work out? And why most of them didn't work out even in the pods? Yeah. What's so weird is that as the season went on, and I'm not, you know, I won't give anything away from things that you haven't seen, Nikki, but as the season went on, I don't think that like she's dumb. As vapid as she grew, she has grown on me. She grew on me. Yeah. I I don't think she's dumb. Like, even like with her bubbly demeanor and stuff, I don't think that that can be mistaken with her being dumb or anything. So it was just very interesting to me that she would have made that comment. And it wasn't just like a one-off comment because then she, you know, in other situations would allude to that tendency of hers. And I will say in in her defense in terms of the ballerina thing with the money, um, this is not giving anything away, Nikki. But Mm -hmm. in the reunion, uh, she talked about... I mean, she's apparently like a super hard worker or something. I I can't remember what else she does, but she has like another job that she's like on that grind or some shit. Like, okay. Yeah, so um, she's a part-time ballerina dancer. Yeah, right. So I'm like, so, that, so then don't make it seem like that is what you are. <laughs> like, yeah. she's like, I also do bottle service. Oh, right, right. <laughs> that was that. That was Raven, right? That was yeah, it was. I know. Lord me. So okay, so in the pods, Raven, she's like talking. It's not SK that she. Oh, I think it's Bartiz. It she's talking to Bartiz. Yeah. She's talking to Bartiz. And she's like, she's like, okay, I have something that I need to tell you, and she's like. <laughs> 
you're you know they're playing the dramatic music it's like holy shit like she has seven kids or she is like a prostitute or something like that like which not judging prostitution it should be legal but that would be intense information because that is an like a high-risk lifestyle so it'd be intense to share with somebody so that's where i thought it was going i thought so then she goes i do service i work in the service industry on the weekends so bartis goes oh like a stripper and she goes what no and he was like oh just kidding it's like he definitely wasn't kidding first of all second of all why would you phrase she does bottle service and bartends why would you phrase it as the service industry that is like the polite way of saying like what i do like i yeah. work in the online service industry that's what she i was I like i'm in the service industry like and it's usually something that men get mad about oh yeah yeah, yeah. as she's building up to it usually like it yeah. makes men uncomfortable right so i thought which i mean i still was like okay fucked i thought it was going to be sex work which i still thought would be fucked up if that's how people in her life have reacted but like unfortunately i know that that's how society sees those things so i thought okay realistically that is probably what she's alluding to so when you said the bottle service thing i was like are you fucking serious i mean no partner <laughs> in general should ever judge you for whatever th- for anything that you do if you're in sex work or not but on top of that it's like you you think that bottle service is like bad in any way and that like your partners have thought it was bad is like a major fucking red flag well that's why yeah. i was like oh sis your trauma is showing yeah, seriously <laughs> like because clearly she's had an ex that flipped out that she did that you know like yeah it's so interesting this is actually just like about the south in general like so alexa she has like she's like oh the girls and gays like she has like a friend group and like I think that's why I've always liked her, like the joke she's made. Like I'm yeah, like, okay, like me too. clearly she's around like gay people. But um it's so interesting. Like even her, all of them, like still, I'm like, I kind of feel like you're like conservative Republican. Yeah. Like Raven being like thinking like mm-hmm. that was extreme to do like bottle service like and that. And then also and, like, like saying ew to being a stripper. And like yeah, putting that like, judgment well, on strippers. I know. Like, Honestly, the women seem like actually, I don't know. I wouldn't I would, I was gonna say the women seem more conservative, but Nancy being like, shout out to abortions, like, okay, queen. And like Bartiste, <laughs> but Bartiste was like he was like ready to be like, Yeah, sure, if you're a stripper, whatever. You know, like he was ready yeah. to be like, Okay, cool. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. I mean she yeah. Raven mention later on when they were when sk and her were meeting her friends she mentioned um uh, like one of the conversations they had about the whole family aspect and her family not being involved she was saying that to her like you know basically saying that family isn't as big of a thing to her which is like fair and she was saying that it gets complicated with her family too i don't remember if she said that her her mom or her dad were white but that with the white side of her family she mentioned something about politics which like to me alluded to the fact that they would have been like conservative politics yeah oh yeah because they yeah they said like oh you're half black half white she was like yeah the half white comes with i forget the exact usage but basically like baggage like she kind of was like yeah yeah, and the half white side is like kind of problematic right like wig like probably but yeah so it would i guess it makes sense but that's why i'm like even if they aren't explicitly conservative clearly they've had like conservative values like drilled into them just for like the way they like and again like the gender role thing is like so intense like obviously like gender roles like 
Chris and I fall into them every once in a while too. You know, you just like don't even realize it sometimes. But it feels like the way some of them are like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom and like I want to be taken care of and I'm yeah. going to have like, dinner ready for you when you come home. It's like it feels like they're actively like, please put me in the woman gender role. They're like, literally. Perfect, I want to be the perfect woman and wife and that is all I want to do. And it's like feels like aggressive yeah it's almost like i mean obviously it has to do with the values that they grew up with and everything and the place they grew up in and stuff but which like i don't know if you or jill mentioned this but i don't know how many of them like actually like live there or move there recently or something like i have i have no idea how that works with the show but it's like i i respect that a lot of them have a clear vision of what they want in a marriage that's fine but it's like why to you does a, a successful marriage look like just following the traditional guidelines of like whatever a successful marriage is? Like that was very interesting to me because I feel like even if you're straight, you don't necessarily have to fall into that stuff. Yeah. I know that that's a tendency, unfortunately, but it was just like weird that that's like to them, it was, was almost like, like dire. Yeah. And it was almost an exemplification of their maturity and readiness for the marriage or something is to yeah. know that they want those exact things and they're ready to be in that role. And it's like, you don't have to be in that role to be married and to have a happy, successful marriage. Right. Like That's it's weird that point. none of them yeah. were like willing to really compromise on those things either. Right. It's like going into this experiment, like I feel like you you need to be willing to compromise. There's not that many options if you're willing to like actually go through with this and find your potential wife or husband or a partner in general but like you're you're gonna like really die hard on the fact that your husband is gonna be the one out there working and you're gonna be at home just yeah. like sitting there with your money like I don't know that that stuff like I like Alexa and Brennan a lot but their conversations regarding that just made me so uncomfortable every time well that's what her Raven said it more explicitly but it feels like Alexa like implied it yeah where Raven was like SK's like yeah, she, yeah. I'm about to go to college like I'm not really going to be able to work but I have savings like I'll be able to provide for myself and like we can split some bills whatever like he's like great that to me I was like wow he's being a great partner you know yeah. like and she was like um this is gonna sound really mean but like I don't want it to like impede my quality of life at all like it's expensive she literally said it's expensive to be me and like yeah, I and don't then, want it to impede that. And again, not shaming the beauty stuff she likes to do. If you have the money to do it, do it. But really, like your fiance is about to return to school and yeah. bust his ass, and you're like, "But I still want to get my man- weekly manicures and facials." Like, well, bitch, and then come on. she also she also mentioned she's like, "I want my partner to pay rent even if they're not here." Yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah. that's when like, SK girl, was like. Uh, <laughs> SK was like, it seems like Raven isn't good at compromising. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Like, you have to know that not everyone going into this experiment is going to be at the same level of anything that you are. And you have to be willing to compromise because that's what, like, part of being in a relationship is about. And, like, how are we not getting over this, like, one initial relationship value? Like, you guys are setting yourself up for failure and, like, so many different realms of discussion and like living habits yeah it's just crazy to me like obviously like this is something we've all talked about like I mean I'm so broke right now but when I was making hella good money in quarantine because nobody had money to spend like nobody could spend money on anything so they're like let's just buy a lot of porn (laughs) I then was like 
being bougie or like getting acrylics and stuff like that you know so like it's like I do like indulging in those things and we've talked about like all of us have been like I want to have money so I can travel and lift car- not worry about money and stuff like that like we've all like been like yeah it would be very nice to be well off but at the end of the day when I think about like my life goals like I think about like I want to be comfortable and like be able to like go on vacation at least once a year you know so like yes clearly that's money but that's not like I want all these amazing like things and stuff it's like you know it's just not like yeah. at the top of my list and it's crazy for like raven and alexa that is like top of their list like it's like i'm willing to sacrifice like a nicer lifestyle if it's going to be with like the person i love and they're like no like it yeah. seems like they like, don't want to sacrifice any like raven explicitly being like i don't want it to harm my quality of life then like do you want a relationship or do you yeah and not even temporary it was it'd be temporary too it would just be like when he was in school right yeah it was so it was confusing to me because alexa to me made it very explicit that she wanted the traditional like i want to buy things and i just want to chill at home and you have to like be the breadwinner type of thing and what's weird to me is that raven was making those comments about the money but then she was also making comments like about her independence and like how she I'm pretty sure she made comments about how she'd be getting home late and everything so as to say that you know she can't be making dinner all the time for him whatever because like of the lifestyle she lives and like the work she does and everything so I was also very confused by that because I mean you're making it sound like you already live this way and I understand that having someone else in your life that's like a partner in that way would create even more supplemental income but I didn't understand why she was so hung up on that as if she didn't already have the money supposedly to do those things. She literally said in one of the interviews, she was like, I'm going to have two people on just my income because he's not going to be working. So that's like basically what she's saying. She doesn't want to have to spend money on him because she's (laughs) already spending all her money on herself. That's why it's like, you're kind of selfish. Like that's like kind of shitty. And that's even like Chris and I like are pretty financially independent except for like the bills that we live in and stuff but like we buy our own things and stuff like I don't know like we just use our money and so it's not even like I find it important for somebody to spend money on me but it's like if I made a ton more money than Chris I would gladly help him pay for his car or something like why would you not want to do that for your partner like that feels good because you're like helping their quality of life like I don't know it's just weird it's weird to me. I totally forgot about that aspect. I forgot that she didn't really want to have to pay for him during that time, which like if the roles were reversed, like that'd be it. I mean, it's shitty regardless, but I feel like it'd be perceived. Wow. The expense of I fucking sound like a fucking what's the word? The opposite of a feminist right now, which I'm not trying to sound misogynist. that way. I, oh my God, my fucking brain right now. Yes. That's what I mean. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't mean it that way because like, obviously like I, what, what's the point I'm trying to make here? Um, if the roles were reversed, it, it would be clearer how fucked up that was because it's already yeah. expected the man to provide for the woman. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's also the concept of like they're going back to school. Like that's something that you should like yeah. you hear of stories of that all the time. Like, wow, like my partner paid for me to go back to school, blah, blah, and look at me now, I got a PhD, whatever, all that fucking Twitter success shit, you know? So yeah. like it's like, why are you thinking like it's not like he's saying, Oh yeah, it's cause I actually do drugs all the time or some shit. Yeah. Like, right. I'm like that, I'm like, maybe he has like debt. Or something that they don't talk about oh, on the show maybe. that's i just had that thought i'm like maybe she's worried about like taking on his credit card debt or something because <laughs> d- there was one couple where they asked like do you have debt yeah it's cole it cole's, the one, cole's the one who had debt oh okay 
from like he had student loans. But what SK said while they're talking about how she's like, I don't want it to affect my quality of life. He was like, I have six months worth of worth of savings. Like I can pay for myself to live out there. He's basically was like, I have a ton of savings. Like, so it's going to be fine. I can like take care of myself. And she's just like worried about the extra expenses. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's part of a relationship. Right. Yeah. This is more of just like a general like concept about the show. Okay. So I understand the concept of like love is blind. Like don't base it off of the looks because like especially like it's like, oh, I always go for this one type, but it's not working. So like I need to just meet them for who they are. But it's like I feel like as a result, it attracts people to be on the show that are insecure because they're like, oh, somebody will only fall in love with me if they can't see me, which Mm -hmm. like that's very sad. I'm not like judging them for having insecurities, but it's like that is why this show is a shit show because all of them are like insecure (laughs) and like then not good. You can't be a very good partner if you're like insecure the whole time, you know, like it really is like a cliche, but like you have to love yourself first. Yeah. And so like, that's why like Zenob, like I do feel really bad for her and the shit Cole was saying where he was like, you're a nine out of 10 and Colleen's a 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Like <laughs> I feel for her. He made her insecurities worse, but she already before that was constantly yeah. like, how do I look? Oh, don't I look like so? She said like, I'm going to look so different without makeup. And she kept and then repeating he was- it. Yeah. And then, he- well, she said it and then he was like, oh yeah, you whole different person. And she's like, I don't think I look like a completely different person. Like, and she like got upset and he was like, well, you just said it. So I was just repeating. Yeah. He was like, you're the one that said that. Yeah. So. so it's like, and then obviously like, this is one thing we texted about briefly. Matt almost skedaddling twice. Like, it's like, again, I get like trauma. Like he got cheated on and she was pregnant with that dude. Yeah. Like that's fucked. Yeah, that's, but... Yeah clearly you have not worked through that if you are going to leave your fiance because she went to a club with the the group of women she didn't because the next day he was like oh yeah i just like saw snaps of like colleen like at the club like with the girls so it's not even like she i thought it was gonna be like she was with cole or something but it was just like how are you gonna you're gonna try to skedaddle at that i'm like y'all are just like so not ready for a committed relationship cole mentioning that comment about the colleen thing it's like why would you say that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why the fuck would you say that? And you could tell that he was like a little drunk when he was saying it. Cause you could, at least for me, I could hear a slight slurring of his words, yeah. but it, but it's still like, which same with Bartice and we'll fucking get to that when he was making comments about Raven, oh, but yeah. yeah, that's a whole other thing. But like, I, it, it, that was like, what the fuck dude. But also like consistently Zenab is engaging in so many protest behaviors, which protest behaviors are like something that people with anxious attachment styles could possibly engage in, which like, I mean, there are many examples of protest behaviors. If one of them is like to create jealousy in some way, for example, it's like, I don't know, texting your partner saying, oh, I'm out with like, I don't know, someone that that partner is jealous of or whatever intentionally to get attention in this like inadvertent way. And she is constantly engaging in protest behaviors in one way or another. I watched a video about like a psychologist analyzing their relationship and they mentioned that she most likely has an anxious avoidant attachment style, which is like both. And that's not as common. That's like a very, it's it's also called disorganized attachment style because you're like literally all over the place with that shit. But 
yeah, it's like she's constantly testing him and no matter what, he's never going to win when she makes those comments or when she asks that. And she's not going to win yeah. either because no matter what he says, she's either she's just not going to believe it because she just she's a firm she needs to affirm her own beliefs so if he says like you're the most attractive person here even if he hadn't made that comment about Colleen which again he shouldn't have made that comment in the first place yeah <laughs> but it's like then she still wouldn't believe him if he said that even obviously she won't believe him if, she, if he says that after the Colleen thing but even if that never happened she still wouldn't believe it because that's not her own belief on situations so she'd think he was lying yeah that's one thing like Cole I think is like kind of an idiot but like <laughs> I think he has a challenge on his hands with Zenob and because he's kind of an idiot I think he doesn't know how to navigate it because she's already like like you're saying like her attachment style she's already like insecure and difficult to navigate like not even in a judgmental way but like clearly like she's struggling with her own emotions so like her partner would like need to be able to like yeah shut her out and like he doesn't know how to do that and so it's like I I feel bad for him because I feel like he's trying his best and like just does it there's times where he like kind of snaps because also for the nine out of ten thing Zenim said she asked him to rate her like and it's like okay clearly you should yeah. always give your partner a 10 out of 10 but why are you asking your partner to rate you know right. like it's just like it's and so Cole probably being kind of drunk was like oh I'll you know nine out of ten that's a compliment because then she knows I'm not lying but it's a really <laughs> high number she would think I'm lying if I said you know like you're just saying right and so it's just like I don't know I, I I feel for him I think he's kind of dumb but like she constantly is like putting them in she's like, like lose, lose yeah situations. I mean she's kind I of agree. instigating a lot of her own issues yeah she's making her own problems and then setting herself up to like be hurt exactly yeah. And I completely agree with you, Nikki. I think that, like, I, I weirdly enough, like, it it feels weird. Again, I'm not choosing sides. Like, I've, honestly, everyone fuck on this fucking show has flaws, just like everyone. But you know, yeah. it's next level if you're on a reality <laughs> dating show. But with Cole, I like weirdly do feel for him. Besides that, the Colleen interaction and stuff, which like is fair to be upset about that with the way it was handled and everything shouldn't have been blown out of proportions in the way it was with like Matt that's a whole other conversation but which yeah. we'll get to but besides that there were some moments I think in that conversation with the rating that he was making some like gaslighty comments and I'm never going to defend gaslighting by any means that's like an abuse tactic and everything but I will say even in the moments where he was gaslighting from like a not like I'm a trained professional but from my understanding of psychology and everything it did not seem like it doesn't make it okay but it did not seem like the gaslighting he was doing was being used in the way that gaslighting is typically used it was him being immature and not knowing how to like defend himself in that situation kind of yeah um, it was so, like just he was like, saying like i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say that i don't see other women and don't find them attractive like it's like okay yes technically but like that's not what you need to be saying right now right right, <laughs> right. but but i completely agree that i like just uh, aside from that like i i do feel for him because like i think that he was trying and it's like really hard because if i in the way that she felt with him with insecurities like I feel like I'd feel the same way with her, but differently with every, even, I mean, even in the pods, like even in the fucking pods, which was insane. Everything she says is like this. She's like, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to say I love you, 
or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Everything was just so passive. I mean, everything is so passive aggressive. I hate how passive yeah. aggressive she is. She's smack her. No, seriously. I'm like, knock it off. Like, what is this fucking tone right now? As she'll she be like, I mean, it's fine, but it's fine. Right. And, and, and it's literally and shut up about it. Great faced as fuck. It's yeah. like so passive aggressive. And with everything, she can't just like say things flat out or show any emotion. So it's like you're saying one thing, which even then you're not really saying much. And with what you're saying, you're saying it with a completely like the completely incongruent tone. So it's just it's it was just fucking weird. She's like a whole thing. Yeah. Like I hate I hate to look at someone and think like they're too much or something. And I'm not saying that she's too much in general for people, but it's like all of them need therapy but like she has like a lot of self-work to do yeah yeah well yeah. so again that's like back to where i'm saying well I'm like these people are like so insecure in different ways like she's very physically insecure clearly but it's just like i don't know i it's like they need to reflect why they're going on the show i know also like for raven she was saying like i get approached by men for my looks and like i want to have deeper conversations than that so like that to me is that or being like the people I'm attracted to always end up not working out. So let me like do it where I can't see the person. Like those I feel like are the two valid reasons. And then like when they're like, I feel like people like don't normally approach. Like that's what Zenob was like. I don't know. People just like don't approach me. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. maybe I'm not like cute enough as a flight attendant. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, okay, cringe. Don't laugh <laughs> like that. And this is not going to solve your insecurities like yeah. this is not gonna yeah this is not the solution i promise you that this show it just makes everyone's insecurities worse it literally triggers your insecurities like right off the bat right. because yeah. i mean not really in this season but kind of there were a couple in this in this season in the pods where like straight up not only are like you and in- are people insecure about their looks but there are situations where people are put into positions where they are the second choice and they know yeah. that they're the second choice. And then they always know when they meet the, the everyone in person and all the people get together and then they have situations like the Colleen and Cole thing where they're like, oh, well, I was dating that person, too, and I almost proposed to them or like I basically did propose to them and they rejected me. So they went to you. So then yeah. they, they always have that in the back of their mind on top of their own insecurities and the shit that like their partner says to them in general that makes them more insecure. But then they always have like, I'm the second choice. You're yeah. so right, Jill. You're yeah. so fucking right. Because that happened with Shane and Shayna last season and Natalie. Yeah. Natalie like had to like cope with the fact that she was the second choice basically. Right. And then it happened with um, Jessica and Barnett and the other girl in the first season. I forgot oh, yeah. what the, the name of the girl that Barnett ended up with is. But that happened with them too. And that, yeah. that was the whole drama of that season. It's o- That always makes for all the drama. <laughs> yeah. This is totally like, I mean, it's related because it's like saying no to a proposal. Andrew proposing to nancy (laughs) i netflix did him so dirty and i'm obsessed with it that they showed him putting the eye drops in so for the listeners if you don't watch he was being he proposed this guy proposed to nancy and she said no because she was like i don't really think anything's really here actually and he annoyed the shit out of me because he's always like yeah i went to Africa and all of africa at the same time and (laughs) i Uh, transcendental sex yeah it's just like (laughs) it's like what the fuck are you talking about like you're so annoying so i'm i'm glad she said no to him and then they were interviewing him like 
how you doing, bro? You just got rejected. <laughs> and he's like kind of talking. Then he's like, wait, are you rolling? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, one second. And puts eye drops in and like squeezes them out. And then he goes, is it okay that I'm doing this? And the producer was like, I mean, if your eyes are irritated, yeah. Because she was like, was like, I don't what? And so, and he puts more in and then he like fake cries. I was and like, you can see like some of the streams yeah. going to the side of his face because it was yeah. the eye drops all over. And then the title card over his face after that too. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's just like, I was, I... This a, Netflix could be so messy, but like when it comes to shit I like know. that, they have like no shame. They're like, we're gonna expose this dude. <laughs> That's so gross to like fake cry. Like I know yeah. that guy was weird. Everything about him made me so uncomfortable because everything about him was to me. I mean, Grant. Okay, like to be fair, I was biased because I saw that on Twitter before I watched it. Same. Like that, uh, same. Yeah, I but I will say, like, we're like I know I can't separate that but regardless like everything about him still pissed me off because I know people like him I know people like him specifically I mean in college too but I, was, I didn't associate myself with them and in high school I didn't have a choice I remember in high school people who like would kind of talk like him in the way that they would describe their endeavors and whatever I mean whatever fucking endeavors someone has in high school but you know like in terms of yeah. I guess not in terms of success but you know what I mean and it's just always yeah. like you are so fucking full of shit and you think that you're so on top of everything and like I can see right through your bullshit right now and it's really uncomfortable it's like a just different way of being insecure like he so yeah. badly needs people to know everything yeah. he's achieved like that's like I don't know it's its own way yeah. of being insecure. I'm not gonna go out of my way to whole ass sick because I don't there really weren't um, other things indicative of this I'm not gonna like say that this man is like a narcissist and I know that that's like a buzzword and everything but th the way in which he like that tear thing and like the things he chose to talk about and how much he talked about himself that yeah. was adjacent to narcissistic behavior for sure oh yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like he was so obsessed with himself it was right. just weird right but in an insecure way yeah yeah exactly yeah. This is something that I was thinking about and as I was reading articles just about dating shows in general and stuff that we'll discuss later on in the episode, they were talking about how on Love is Blind and in general, you can see some other things too. You can see it on a YouTube show called The Button, how, <laughs> which I, I don't know if you guys have seen this particular video, but if not, I'll just say this one part, but physical attraction is important. Like it just is. Yeah. Sorry. It just is. Yeah. And the thing is like people will always try to find another way to kind of like determine that and reading about these articles about uh, specifically love is blind, like previous seasons and everything, I guess like in previous seasons, they were talking about one person in particular trying to determine, I don't know if this is what the article says that it seemed like they were trying to determine like a group, like a, a person's like ethnicity or something like that based on their voice. Wasn't that, the um, like shake. Yeah. that was the difference that was name? that was yes shake i have I'm, I'm thinking of season one from this article i read but which oh, was different because okay. that was egged on by the producers but shake this was also mentioned in the article shake I, and i remember him saying this says that to measure someone's weight at like festivals or whatever he'd put girls on his shoulders yeah so which is also weird i mean that's so fucked up and so weird and just like well no i think what it you? was was wasn't it he was saying he dirt when they were talking he was like oh i like going to festivals and having girls on my shoulders do you think i'd be able to lift you onto my shoulders i think yeah. that's he I was trying right. to see how right. heavy they were in the pods you're right you're right and and on the i mean the still fucked up no seriously you know but you're right that is what it was and on on the button show like there was 
when they were blindfolded, they have like these episodes now that they're blindfolded. And for listeners who don't know, the button is this like weird ass fucking show that's like kind of BuzzFeed adjacent, but it's this channel called <laughs> The Cut. And these people are like dating and like speed rounds. And like if you and you have to wait till the button lights up red. And when it lights up red, you can press you can press it and the person's like eliminated or whatever. But they had ones that were blindfolded and there were these have you guys seen these co- these mo- the more recent Cody ones? Um, no, I think I watched one. Um, well, in one of the ones I did, I think on his like other channel, Cody and Co. He these um, button videos, they were blindfolded, and this guy at the end of every conversation or something, or at some point in the conversation, he'd ask to hug them, and it was very very clear because he did it over and over again. Everyone knew that he was hugging them to determine like their size. Oh my god, that's just so weird. I know. <laughs> I know it's so fucking cringe. So like point being is like people are going to find a way to assess. Like, I mean, obviously it's fucked up because they're based on societal standards, Western societal standards, but people are going to find a way to like measure physical attraction in one way or another, because at the end of the day, physical attraction does matter. And like people, when they don't have the option to see someone will find other more fucked up ways to determine that somehow. Well, I just think it's so like, that's why it's like to go on the show and then, like, Bartise, like, when he's fighting with Nancy, he's like, physical attraction does matter. Like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, why are you on this fucking show then? Like, exactly. you're on a different <laughs> dating show. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's just so See, like, the, the weird part about this show specifically is that everyone has a different interpretation of what it is they're there for and what True. the show is in general. And, like... To me, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like it's an experiment. That's what they. That's what like Nick and Vanessa, the hosts of the show, like call it a bunch yeah. like, all the time. They call it an experiment to see if love is blind. It's like not technically a dating show. So I'm yeah, like, right. the goal here, I guess, for some people is to get a fiance, but the goal generally is to find out if love is blind. That's a really which good doesn't point, necessarily though. need to end in a fiance. Which yeah, my, true. My other, like, we don't like, care which way it goes. Yeah, like my other gripe with this show is, obviously, I get they have they must have like contracts and whatever so that they can like have everybody be generally organized so that they can like have the show run a certain way and make it so that it's not like chaotic. But I don't get why they don't just like make a pack together off camera where they're like. We can say no at the altar and still date. We don't have yeah. to get married right now. I don't get why they don't. Why no I think one ever that's does happened. that? I thought that too, and I, I think I I, I I I thought that about that a lot during this season. And I wonder, yeah. I wonder if like because I know that people like will do it afterwards. So I wonder if in their contract, like they can't. It's surprised to me that it's surprising to me that they don't break that anyways out of respect for the other person right. another person can still like look shocked at the altar or something so who knows but it seems like they're all genuinely like not expecting that i know and i i don't get it i think the one season like a different couple dated after yeah. like two people dated a different person that they oh, were linked yeah. up to yeah that actually um, sounds right yeah oh I'm yeah like- that actually happened um at least for sure the second season i don't know if they, uh, yeah yeah like uh what's his face I don't remember his name, but her name I is know. Deep, deep D. Yeah. Oh, D. yeah, yeah. Sal, I think. Was it him? No, 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 no. It's, no, he, it was the guy that Shayna had ma- matched yeah, up with. Yeah, I can't. Mark? The atheist guy. No, I, I think can't. it's Mark. Is or it? Or no, that was with Jessica. 
I can't remember. Oh my god, they all have a stupid name. I can barely remember (laughs) their names when the actual show is going on. So there's no way I know. I don't know why I. I, Whenever I watch dating shows, I their names like don't stick in my head. I just like know what they look like. Not me looking up cast season two. That's it. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Blank. Uh, His name's Uh, Kyle. Oh, of course. Like a random name. Yeah. Right. (laughs) tomato tomato and i want to say one more thing about the um just one more thing about the attraction and people finding other ways to measure that i was listening to a therapist another therapist talk, talking about this show and they were saying like matt made multiple comments in the pods about how much he loved colleen's voice which is fine to say that but he apparently alluded to that multiple times throughout the show which i vaguely remember in retrospect and it's like Yet again, you're measuring like if love is blind or whatever, and this person is still fixating on the next most superficial thing that you can find without being able to see someone. Oh, it's like right. love is he's like, love is blind. We're not trying to see if love is deaf. Okay. <laughs> Literally. So, <laughs> that's actually the next show is love is deaf. And yeah, the whole time like they we, just wear we like really them. strong ear <laughs> like headphones they and talk they with robot no sign language. <laughs> <laughs> They just look at each other. They just look yeah. at each other. That's body language, baby. <laughs> oh, we were going to switch over to Matt, actually. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. okay, so there's two instances where he was going to skedaddle. The number one is Cole, who's one of the other guys. While they are in Malibu, like on their like couples retreat, Cole goes up to Colleen and is like, I find you really attractive. And she was like, she honestly like didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, she should have like shot it down, but like also they're like drinking and it's she does find him, you know, like whatever. Like she didn't tr- handle it perfectly, but I don't think she like handled it horribly. She right. just was like, "I find yeah. you attractive too." And she and he was like, "I you're the type of person I would go up to in a bar." And she was like, "Yeah, like I would let you buy me a drink." Like she basically was just like, "Okay, yeah, like yeah, I find you attractive." And then she said like I'm head over heels for Matt or something like she even like said like yeah I'm happy I'm with Matt basically yeah but then it got back to Matt she she said to Matt that Cole said those things and Matt flipped out and like was gonna leave because he interpreted it as like she said oh like in the real world I would let you buy me a drink and whatever happens happens like he interpreted it as once this experiment is over whatever happens happens and she meant like no if we weren't here if we just so happened to be at the same bar like maybe we would hook up but so he later like admitted he's like oh I only heard like the first few sentences and then I like blacked out like I don't like I just stopped listening to her I got so in my head blah, blah 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 which like okay at least you can acknowledge that but like that's why I'm like, he should not be on a dating show. Like, he has so much shit to work on in himself. Also, like, the yeah. psychologist I watched talking about this, I haven't gone back to rewatch it myself, but they said that they had. And um, that, like, Colleen had never mentioned that comment about – had never actually mentioned that comment about the whatever happens, happens, which thankfully Cole very correctly, I think, handled the situation when he talked to Matt. And – um said that she never said that because something that matt was very caught up on it's like matt made that up himself well we don't know i don't know because we didn't see we didn't see colleen telling him anything it just jumped into them fighting and so we don't see her telling retelling the conversation so she could have been paraphrasing and like said like and then i was like whatever would happen would happen or something like that and that's like what he 
picked up on. Regardless, she didn't even like say that. And right. if he let her speak more, she would have clarified. That's but true. We, did, we didn't hear yeah. her tell him. We just like jumped in once they were already fighting the way it sometimes does. Like so because they probably waited till they were off camera for Colleen to tell him that that happened because she probably knew he would be mad. Yeah. But then yeah. the cameras were like, oh shit, they're fighting. Get over, you know, like get over to their hotel room <laughs> right now. <laughs> I like watching that scene. So like for listeners who haven't seen it. So this, this is post the group f- meeting for the first time in person. They had like a pool party, everyone's drinking whatever. And then they go back to like their indiv- individual like hotel rooms, wherever, the, wherever they were staying. And her and Matt are having dinner outside of their room. And this is being brought up and I can't remember who brought it up, but you can tell from the second that they cut to this moment between them, that there's some tension. And this is like the first tension that they've experienced, which granted it's been like a couple episodes, but still like everything before this was like, zero issues like at least from what they've shown it was yeah. just bubbly and whatever and in this conversation you immediately immediately saw him doing this very like abusive terrifying thing where he like starts yeah. to, where he starts to like be very dismissive about what she's saying and just kind of like repeating certain things and like kind of sc- literally scoffing at what she's saying and stuff and then he blows up and he's like literally literally looking at her in disgust and like she's like trying to go up to him and he's like doesn't want anything like physically with body language doesn't want anything to do with her and i can't remember exactly what he was saying but he was just saying like awful things and saying like i'm out of here or whatever and then he's talking to the producers or the camera crew saying like basically like would you tolerate this whatever would you tolerate if like this person's supposed to marry man man to man seriously and i i will say like i mean i've I don't like not to put myself on a high horse or anything, but like I genuinely don't necessarily enjoy the dramatic aspect of reality shows. I like it from like a psychological perspective. Like I, I happen to like my favorite love, love Island seasons are ones that people don't like. Cause they don't have as much drama. Cause I don't like, it makes me uncomfortable when people are fighting like that. And when, especially when it's like clearly intercepted by the camp, by the producers in some way. And I, but I, ha- I don't think I've ever seen something that made me so uncomfortable on reality TV because I've seen a lot of toxic situations, which obviously toxic situations can lead to abuse, but I have never seen like on reality TV, just straight up what a verbal abusive cycle looks like. And I was very uncomfortable because to me, like I took that very seriously and it made, they made it clear that they didn't take it as seriously one, cause they don't care Two because they're, they just seemed very uninformed on what like abuse is like and everything. Cause this very much surpassed toxicity and like drama and whatever to abuse. Like that was like oh, truly yeah. very triggering for me to watch. Yeah. No, it was literally scary. Like yeah. I was like, I am scared of this man. Cause then, so the other time that he flips out is what I said earlier, she goes to the club like with girlfriends. And the next day she's like saying like the chicks took one Uber, the guys took another Uber and they thought they were meeting the guys at the club. And then the guys actually just went home. Like is how that happened. But then she was already there with her friends. So she stayed and he like literally packed his bags and was going to leave and Bartiz had to like convince him not to. And it's just like, again, that's what I was like. He's, I get like he was cheated on and has like trust issues, but that's like, not i feel like a quote-unquote normal trauma response to that would be like crying and being like oh my god like where are you i'm scared like thinking they're cheating on you or something for him to like fly off the handle and like get so mean and angry that's why like that's like so fucking abusive and like scary and like yeah 
not healthy in the slightest. He's scary. He scares me. No, right. He, like, was genuinely very, very scary to me. It was so difficult to watch because, like, yeah, definitely came from, like, a lot of insecurities, which valid given what he had experienced and everything. But it's just, like, obviously, like, different circumstances lead to different outcomes and everything like that. But it's, like, no, even the most intense anxious attachment style or whatever – people can still end up doing like some shitty ass shit with that and like different protest behaviors, like I mentioned earlier and whatever. But it's like when to me, like there truly is, I mean, there, there is a correlation between like acting out in that situation with like anxious attachment styles and whatever else. And like whatever trauma you experience. But when that level of anger is incorporated in there, I'm like, where did this come from? Because like, to me, it's just like, not necessarily natural for that like I, like no one can make me angry enough to act that way towards yeah, someone right right the instant rage is like the blind rage yeah, is yeah. what's the scariest part because when like no offense to men but if you act like that around women like we're in, like instantly going to be scared of you we we don't know what's going to happen there's too much literally where we've seen men turn to physical abuse well, and I literally thought he was like going to hit her. Me too. Yeah, it was like inching towards that, like just that level of rage brings yeah. about. And if he could act like that with cameras around, how would yeah. he act without cameras? Exactly. And for something that, like, obviously to him it wasn't, and like I know that that's still hurtful what would happen, but it's like in the grand scheme of things, that's like very trivial. Like even even if yeah, I know right. I know like I know it's like the trigger is like directly related to what you experienced in some way and like your last marriage and everything. But it's like, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he kept going like, I'm not going to get played. I'm not going to get played. Yeah. And he's like, that's like his favorite like phrase. I'm like, where's this like tough. It's so nasty. Like he tried, was talking like a tough guy, you know, exactly. Like like this macho man, bro. I'm not going to get played. Okay. Man to man, man to man. Tell me, would you allow that? It's like, like you turn bright red the second like you yeah. smile or something like you can't your body couldn't handle a fist fight okay no the literally coming out of his ears no literally no I, I I completely agree like there was some like level of like macho-ness and pride incorporated in there and I'm like literally as if this couldn't get any fucking worse like you're also I doing know. this from a place of like how dare she like disparage my name in this yeah. way. <laughs> like ew <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I really. So, what made me realize that Colleen wasn't as dumb as I thought was after he did he did his second flip out when she went to the club the next day. She's like, she's like ballet's my therapy. So she's like at (laughs) ballet. She's like talking about it, and she's like, if he's getting that mad over stuff that like doesn't really matter, like I'm not okay with. Like she basically was like, after the first fight, she was like. I don't care if this is people pleasing. I'll do whatever it takes to like keep him blah, 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 blah. So I was like, oh, honey, no. And after the, that second one, she was like, I walked in, I saw the bags back and I was angry and disappointed yeah. and pissed off. Like she yeah. was like, and I was like, okay, good. Like not happy that it happened, but I was like, okay, at least that response is like, again, I haven't gotten to the end. I don't know if she says yes to him or not, but it makes me feel like she at least like has a bit more footing than she did before like before i was like oh my god she's gonna get so swept up into this abuse cycle because she was like immediately like docile literally you know and like i'll do whatever it takes like you know like she immediately became submissive so for her to like get mad when it happened again over something stupid like made me feel better for her sake 
I was very surprised by that because in the, which I do not blame her, which I'm not saying you guys are or anything, but like, I, I don't blame her whatsoever for the dot. It's, it was very disheartening to see and concerning, but like oh, yeah. when she turned so docile in that moment, cause that's in trauma responses, that's called the fawn response. So you just like fawn on the person, which like that has in the past, when I have been in the past, which I know this is like, actually it's not TMI cause I'm choosing to share it. And I know you guys yeah. know this, but I have been in abusive relationships in the past a while ago, thankfully. And th- that's like a fond responses. Like it's, you just do anything to like, uh, to please the person and appease to them and everything to like get them yeah. to like, not be so mad at you again anymore. And it's just like, well, literally to get the abuse to stop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's no, literally. So it was, I was very shocked, obviously in, and pleasantly surprised when the second time around she was able to kind of see past that. Like I really didn't expect that. Cause that's like a pretty big shift from her original reaction. It's a short amount of time and good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like the first instance she probably did feel guilty. Like she probably was like, maybe I did do something wrong, you know, but then this time around she was like the second time around, it was like very clear that it was like not an appropriate reaction. Cause I think the first time it's like, she probably gaslit herself of like oh is this an appropriate reaction like is he allowed to be this mad I did kind of fuck up or something and I think the second time around it was very clear that it was I mean it was clear from the outside the first time around too that it was disproportionate and like abusive and inappropriate but I feel like on the inside it's easy to be like oh do I deserve this so I'm glad the second time around she was like what the fuck like this is stupid I agree I want to talk about Nancy and Bartise so Bartise Raven was like Oh, we have to talk about them in the pods really quick. So Bartise and Raven and Bartise and Nancy were kind of like each other's options. And Nancy also had that fucking freak Andrew with the tears. And but like ultimately Bartise ended up like not choosing Raven because they were I mean, for a lot of reasons, I'm sure. But first of all, I mean, their conversations were not very like substantial because like even though she grew on me during later on in the season like Raven definitely seemed extremely superficial like oh, yeah. th- like to me even more besides like besides Colleen like everything she was saying even though Colleen explicitly said the thing about you know like not liking deep conversation or whatever to me it's not like her demeanor itself made me feel that way but like Raven didn't say that but her demeanor made me feel that way because everything she was yeah. saying was so like yeah and yeah like, well she literally yeah she literally would give like what were responses like exactly like, oh yeah it, no that's literally oh my god Nikki it sounded if I had my eyes closed like that's literally exactly what it sounded like <laughs> because it, I hate that kind of response is like nails on a chalkboard to me because it's like I okay I will literally just shut up like Seriously. I, at this point, I I'm not talking to hear myself talk exactly as much, much to many people's surprise I <laughs> That to me was like, how is she having like two men interested in her? I know. Because literally she's just like, yeah. And she would have that like half pursed lips thing. Literally. Oh my God. Literally. I hate people that hold their mouth like I that. I hate that shit. And <laughs> God, I hate that shit. And he. Like, Relax your face. <laughs> He's literally in the pods sharing his family trauma to her and which I I can't I could be like misremembering this. I don't know if he was crying. It was when it was, was Cole. It was Cole doing it and that's no, no, why Cole No no no, but there was Bartise also with the the crying. He was sharing his family trauma yeah. to Raven. Which she did jumping yeah. jacks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz Raven and Cole were No, it was Bartise. 
he was sharing his family trauma and Raven is out here doing, and you can like in the show, I don't know how much of them you can actually see, but you can like see like the shadow of the other person in the other room across from them. (laughs) And this like, she is literally up here doing jumping jacks while he is sharing his family trauma. And like afterwards in the interview, he was like crying when he was explaining that, which fair, like that's like so fucked up. And I'm like, I just couldn't believe that. And then when he rejected her eventually, like their next pod gathering whatever the fuck she was kind of like i mean it's fair to be insulted to be rejected but she was like kind of butthurt for a second and it was like um are you, you're not even apologetic about the fact oh because he literally he even brought up he brought up that she did that and he didn't even she didn't even apologize for it she was just kind of like yeah I, yeah she literally went yeah, yeah, yeah he, that's funny as like literally right after he's he yeah right after he's like said all of that stuff and he was like oh right i'm over right. here spilling my heart out and you're doing jumping jacks over there and she was like you can hear that and he's like yeah and she's like oh that's funny and that was the end that, that was, was all we saw <laughs> oh that's funny how would you not profusely apologize i would be like i'm so sorry i just have so much energy right now and i wanted to be able to listen and not like fidget and so like literally yeah. moving my body helped right. me listen better i really the thought she was gonna say that explain. she just yeah. didn't even explain I, I couldn't believe it so then fast forward to the when they actually all meet and she's um like at this point so he like Partisa Nancy, SK and her and she's like they're in the pool and I will I do like Raven's response in the situation. I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Bartice is in the interviews just going off about how <laughs> no, fine he, Raven is. Might like, as well have his dick in his hand. No, literally like like obsessed. <laughs> and he goes up to her in the pool and he keeps saying like you know like basically saying like this was a verbatim but you know like we're like we we have so much in common whatever which like and he kept bringing up literally what they have in common is that they both like to work out a lot like she's a Pilates instructor and he goes to the gym all the time whatever and that's he kept like literally saying the same thing just in different words like, like, we yeah. take care of our body yeah and, and you know and we and we like work out and like we like and take you care do Pilates, of yeah literally and I lift weights <laughs> and literally we like eat, I like we exercise yeah <laughs> salad literally and, and and he kept saying like I, I i can't i can't remember like i think i don't know if he said this in just the interview or to her but he was he was definitely at some point alluding to like how good they would look together i mean he yeah, definitely was I think thinking he said, oh, yeah. I think we both are the type of people that would, like would get approached like so we would look oh, so he, good he was like we would like walk into a room and everyone would want to like talk oh to my us. god yes it was just so fucking like, Bartiz, you're not that hot literally like, he's not like, well, your I'm little like, like hair nub is pissing me the fuck i know oh, like, i hate his hair I hate i'm like you're literally not fucking cute so like shut the fuck no. up and i was so happy because raven's response though she was like yeah the whole time was like like her to do whatever and usually i hate that but i'm glad she was saying that in that moment and then at the end she was basically like I mean, like, besides that, we have nothing in common. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, I mean, I appreciate you saying that, but, like, I don't really care, like, because I'm with SK. No, I, the way she humbled him was so fucking perfect. I was so happy about it. And then in, in the interview, she made a comment. She was like, you know, like, none of this was really there before he saw physical Raven. And then he saw physical Raven. And then out of nowhere, it's all this. It's like... Yeah. yeah dude like and i'm glad she was like he had no compliments for pods raven but yeah then we'll it, compliment physical raven exactly yeah. i'm i'm really glad that she because i thought that even if she like didn't like him or whatever i thought that she would still because like 
and I'm not blaming Colleen at all for the situation with Cole. I could, and I'm not saying that by any means, like that still should have elicited the reaction of Matt. You could see in her demeanor, which is fine. Like she was clearly flattered by what Cole was saying. And that's fine. That's normal. And I think the flattery, like, didn't lead to her saying flirtatious things, but like led to like kind of more flirtatious, like just a f- more flirtatious energy there. And yeah, I that she was receptive to the flattery. Exactly. Exactly. She was receptive to it. And I thought that kind of Raven would do the same. So I was very pleasantly surprised that she did it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I also thought she would do that. Well, so then the other Bartiz thing that you wanted to talk about is oh. how then he goes to Nancy and is like, Raven is so sexy. Like, she's a baddie. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Nancy's like, okay. Like, what the fuck? He was like, going in about how attractive he she yeah. is to, for like to, five minutes straight. I know. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Like, and I, obviously, we all know, like, it's okay for partners to find other people attractive. Like, that's like completely normal and that's fine and everything. But under these circumstances and like on the yeah. night where you finally see the other person that was your other choice to propose to, basically, I mean, it's not like that didn't happen. It's not like it, he chose Nancy because he didn't choose her or because she didn't choose him or something, but it's like, that was still like his other option in the pods and for her for and even if you can tell your partner like that you find someone else attractive you don't go in on the fucking details and he's just going in about how fine she is she's a baddie her body he literally was like she comes out there with that tight dress (laughs) pervert literally well and nancy literally was just sitting there she was i know she was sitting there with like no expression was just like like literally like good for her like no it just was like so inappropriate for him to do that like it also didn't seem prompted or maybe she said like maybe she said like what what was it like seeing everybody for the first time it wasn't even like what did you think of raven i know he was like oh raven coming out i got a raging boner and <laughs> i'm gonna think of her when we my have dick sex. was raven for her I literally <laughs> got- and i know he was another person that i could tell when he was saying those things that he was kind of slurring his words he was also drunk but it's like i don't know man like i i understand logistically that alcohol like lowers your inhibitions and whatever else but like personally like alcohol does not have me out here saying shit that i genuinely would not say to someone like it just like i would not be like actually like, like no i think the max that would slip out maybe would be if nancy was hounding me asking me if i thought raven was attractive and i'd be like yeah i thought she was a baddie max yeah that's like the max of yeah. what i would say maybe that's like if i was being pressured into it and this man was willingly like let me tell you all about how hard i was for her like yeah well that's like with cole that's why i'm like i kind of feel for him because with the way zenob is like i she does constantly hound about yeah. looks so when she's like rate me and okay stupid ass said nine out of ten then she goes is anybody here 10 out of 10 so it's like i feel like cole and cole was like colleen (laughs) again you're an idiot but i think i'm sure he was kind of drunk and again it's like just the pushing like give me something give me something i want to hear it i want to hear and literally nancy mute dead silent like Mm -hmm. she was not asking a goddamn question she did not want to hear any of that i couldn't believe it and I was honestly very surprised that I really thought that after that, that would be addressed. And she like 
doesn't really address it like after that conversation or anything. I was very surprised. The way she brings it up, I feel like is how she's like constantly like, I'm not your type. Because that's yeah. like hit was his excuse. It was like, Raven's the one I would go for out in the real world, but like that's not working for me. Blah, 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 blah. So like later when they're like having like they're like not having sex as often or something, she's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm never gonna be your type. Like I'm not blonde and tall and skinny and like a fitness girl, which is Raven. So it's like I feel like she just like doesn't want to bring up Raven specifically, which like I don't know if this is why, but it's like maybe she doesn't want to bring her up because it like creates more drama and like for like out of respect for Raven, she's not gonna like talk shit about Raven in that way. But like she definitely like I don't know, I feel bad for her. I know, I feel I felt really bad. I felt really bad yeah. about it. I yeah. also very quickly, very quickly want to talk about the abortion topic in um, oh, yeah. in Bartice and Nancy's situation. So well, so Nikki, you've seen you have seen the family episode. Yeah. yeah where then the- they like bring it up again and like the sister's yeah. crying. <laughs> So I was very surprised because when they're having, so they're having the conversation, like just them two at first. And cause Nancy's like, which they all are to an extent, but Nancy's like, which I respect. She's like very serious about this marriage aspect, which I mean, so, so is everyone there, but she's like, like rightfully asking the hard questions because like, that's like, she's like, I want my life partner, like regardless of like, if that means I might lose you right now by asking this, whatever. So respect for that. She brings yeah. up the topic of abortion, which obviously everyone should have access to like abortion regardless of your circumstances. And she asked him about it. And I, in my mind, I assume, especially like, I don't know. I know, unfortunately I've been deceived many times by just like society, but I assume that people who are like younger and whatever, it's like, to me, it's no question. It's like, yeah, duh. Like, of course that's like, okay. And whatever, like, of course. So I was very, I was just like, halted when when Bartice reacted differently and it's it's like he wasn't I mean essentially he was but it's like in what he was saying he wasn't anti-abortion necessarily and yet it's like she was explaining so she's a speech pathologist to our listeners and she's worked with a lot of kids who have certain disabilities who have down syndrome and other disabilities and she's explained how in her in her practice, she's seen how difficult that could be for some families. And obviously that's up to like every couple's decision, whatever to do, decide what to do. And I understand how that has different ethical implications when we're talking about disabilities and a potential kid and whatever, all that stuff. I understand that it's more complicated, but she has the right to have that stance for her body and whatever. And her stance did, I don't think you like explicitly said her stance. Her stance was when she was pregnant, if they sent, okay, were you going to go into it? No, 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 I, I, I didn't. You can, you can, Okay. Her stance was if she was pregnant and somehow they saw that the kid was going to have like a severe disability, she would want to get an abortion. And that's like what initially set Bartice off because he was like, that's not okay. And then it opened up like more abortion. But so now you can keep going. But that's like what her stance was. Yeah. And then, and then, so he was saying that that's not okay. And that basically, I think, actually, I think he did say that that's fucked or that's fucked up or something. He definitely said that. And then he was saying, that I don't think he explicitly said that he's not against it or that he's against it. But then, but then he said like, Oh, you know, it'd be different. I think if like we were young and like couldn't financially provide or something like that. But, and then he was saying like, but you get like one chance. You get like yeah, one. He's like, you get one mistake. Yeah. 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 And, and then she's like, but do you consider plan B like the same level? Because it, I mean, it basically is. Right. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. He like, like, he's like, yeah. I'm about plan B, about plan B's a bunch of times. 
Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> it was interesting, like, because then she was saying, like, okay, what if the second time you're R-worded and then the yeah. third time... I don't know something. I don't whatever. I don't remember. But she was saying like, what if it's Abusive these different circumstances? Oh yeah. And he was like, well, those are different. Like that. That's not like an unplanned thing in the sense of like us two. So it was interesting. I feel like his stance. Like I feel like if he could communicate it better. But then it seems like he got like he dug his heels in more and was just yeah. like became like completely anti-abortion. But his original one, I can see what he was saying of the sense of like. I mean, he was being mean about it, but like we shouldn't do that like that's our kid regardless like especially if we're trying to have a kid i wouldn't just like abort it because it like didn't turn out perfect and like the unplanned thing i feel like he was saying like okay like you make a mistake once but then like don't do it again or something and it's like so i feel like it was like kind of that mindset to begin with but then he just kept getting more and more like mean about it and like fuck you about it instead right. of being like no I just like personally if we're a committed partnership like I wouldn't be comfortable because we could make it work or something like leave it at that you know right. like he just got more and more and then bringing it up in front of the family is when you're first meeting yeah I was, so confused. I was floored I was confused by the sister's reaction like what she said to me or what what she said in that like in that conversation didn't make sense to me she right. just, i started just crying little gifts and start crying so i she wonder was if like she in my crazy. experience like something she just like was crying so i was like i don't know what that was supposed to mean like do we know what her job is i don't know i i wonder if she has kids and she's like crying about like how much she loves like because she said like there's such little gifts oh okay so i'm like i think she was crying about loving her children but it's like that's not the point right that and that's one moment where i thought like after the fact I thought is it because I know producers are constantly trying to like interject shit and stuff like that and I'm like did they make him like bring that up again I, I honestly I'm in personally I'm like almost positive that that's what happened in the situation not to give him any credit or anything but it was just even within the conversation and they could have cut this to make it like a jump into the situation but it was like he just brought that up out of the blue they're just having a conversation with the family and he's like so we had a conversation about abortion and this yeah. is her stance and it was like where the fuck did that come from right now like why would you ever bring that up right now like that's between you and nancy like why yeah. are you like bringing this up like i a felt very- like he was like tattling on her no seriously and i personally i do think that like the producers kind of like instigated that but that just that was really fucking weird yeah well i wouldn't be surprised if they were like oh why don't you like bring up different like disagreements you guys have had so you can like get advice from your family so he's like, True. oh, I guess we fought about abortion. <laughs> True. But and but also what's crazy is then moving forward, that's when their like physical relationship starts faltering. And so he's saying like, well, emotionally, like I was so caught off guard by like her ex is like very involved in oh, her right. business that she has. But the way he's listening it, he was like, I was caught off guard by the ex, the abortion, blah, blah, blah. He's listing it as if Nancy's had an abortion. It's like, no, it was a discussion about abortion. Like, why do you yeah. keep listing it? Like, as if she's like, I'm about to go get one right now. Right. Like, and, and, and they they could have cut it out, but they also, I remember in that context, like when they came back, which that was one of the times where, ne- where Netflix is was doing the thing where they don't want to like get copyrighted for music and they don't want to pay for music. So they just play like <laughs> literally a song that's like, 
basically, this is toxic. Yeah. <laughs> that just happened. Like, what the yeah, they play that song multiple times. Multiple times. And in that moment, like, I remember they were back at their place, whatever, and, like, they're clearly very distant, like, they haven't had sex and whatever, and he brings up that, like, especially after that difficult conversation with the family, and I was also confused by that, because to me, yeah, the sister reacted weirdly, and she was crying and stuff, but, like, it didn't seem like there was a, they could have just not shown it, but, like, he made it seem like the family thing was, like, a huge issue that had happened when that was brought up, which I did not see that happen, but they could have just not shown it. Yeah, it was just, like, weird. Right. Like, I feel like these people don't know how to, I mean, that's probably why they're, like, on a dating show, but they, like, don't know how to communicate at <laughs> no, all. I know. Exactly. Like, I'm, like, that's, I've been you guys know to how to have, that. like, okay, go ahead, Joe. That's, like, can... my fucking problem with the show, aside from all the problems I mentioned before, but I brought this up <laughs> when we were texting. None of these people know how to communicate properly, and I don't know why they would choose to go on a show where literally the premise is that you need to communicate to figure out if you like this person enough to want to marry them without seeing them at all. Yeah. And then none of them know how to like actually navigate a conversation where they have to talk about either one, their feelings, or two, a conflict in any scenario. Every single one of them like handled it improperly and it just led to more issues that had to then later be talked about again in a way that still like was not proper enough for them to actually like solve shit i don't know i mean this clearly some of them did but yeah i feel like the only person that like was like functional conversation wise was nancy but bartice yeah. is so dysfunctional that like she couldn't even like use any communication skill she had because right. it was like falling on deaf ears i totally yeah. agree joe I completely agree. It seems like more extreme in this show too than like other shows. Yeah. Should we talk about some other shows? Yeah. Yes. So I have, I don't really watch dating shows a lot. There, I mean, there's like The Bachelor, which I'm like, I feel like I don't even consider that a dating show because it's stupid. And then there's yeah. like MTV dating shows like Are You the One or like, um, what's the one? Like Dating, Dated and Related and like, <laughs> These other stupid ass shows were I, so okay. So to me, I feel like the there's categories. The oh yeah, the ultimatum. Um, I feel like there's categories of dating shows where like the goals are different. So the goal of like Love Is Blind and The Bachelor are like to find love, and then the goals of shows like Love Island and like Are You the One, and other, I can't remember other shows like too this, hot but to handle <laughs> yeah where they end up or what's the one t- like the the one where you oh is that the one where you can't like have sex yes okay yeah that show the the goal is to get money so i'm like how is that a dating show if you're like getting money while you're also finding quote unquote finding love right those are different because it's like they're like dating game shows which is very interesting yeah. right which like i guess uh, I think Are You the One and then Too Hot to Handle is like a group like prize. So it's not like whoever ends up dating gets all the money. It's like the gr- the money is shared by the whole group if they like end up figuring out whatever it is or like doing the communal goal. Yeah. But I'm like I, those to me like I, those are like all reality like in the point in the in the term where it's like fake it's like fake right. for views and for the content and to get money 
not even like as the goal, but like from the show itself being on air. Right. It feels more money. like Jersey Shore. Yeah. 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 It's like it feels like scripted almost where it's like they know what the what their plot line is for the whole season, you know? Yeah. Whereas like The Bachelor at least and like Love is Blind feel a little more authentic and like have actual real feelings involved. Where I've never I've never watched Love Island, so I don't know. Maybe I'm I like okay well Love Island definitely I haven't seen I've seen like three seasons of Love Island and I've seen one of Chat to Handle so I guess I haven't seen like that many um Love Island definitely has I mean it literally is with the money aspect more of a game show aspect and it does no okay. time like but like I that's like not until the end but like the types of things they do it's different because just like most dating shows they like purposely interject certain situations that like are going to they call it like testing the relationship but it's like sabotaging the relationship for the sake of like literally i mean like love mm-hmm. island is this thing where they go to uh, uh casa amor and oh, that's like yeah. where they purposely like either the guys or the girls go to another villa and if it's like the guys to the other villa then they bring like new girls in and then like the girls stay at the original villa and like they bring guys in and whatever. So like to sabotage the existing relationships and to to test them to see if like they're truly committed or whatever, when really it's just like to fuck people over and like to get more views and to create drama and whatever. And I completely agree with what you said, Jill, because it feels like I haven't seen, I've seen like one episode of the bachelor ever. So I don't really know much about it besides that. It makes me feel weird, but But Love Island, like, not Love Island, um, Love is Blind, like, I see exactly what you mean, because it does feel, like, more authentic in some ways, which is, like, interesting, because there is nothing else. I mean, I guess you could get some level of fame, but there really is nothing else to gain from it in the way that others, like, there's not, there's not really a reason for someone to manipulate their way into making a relationship work. And, right. like, I'll, I'll wait to say this if you have more to say about this, but, like, it's interesting, because things that I read made me realize that love is blind does have more reality show elements than i thought yeah i have um watched like some interviews from people like after everything from love is blind that were on the show yeah i watched um zeneb talk to some person on tiktok live um and colleen and like raven talked to them too but it's i'm interested in in like finding out what the behind the scenes things are about what the producers like want them to do and how it all works like because I know this is something that has been talked about with the bachelor too where they make them like stay up all night and like they don't give them food and shit and they like make them drink a bunch of alcohol so that they get them to like act all crazy and chaotic towards each other and I know that in love is blind Zainab mentioned like when they're in the pods they are talking at like literally all night they have dates and shit at like two in the morning they really? sleep at like weird times they yeah she was saying that like some of their dates can be they start out being like 15 30 minutes and then they can be like five hours long once you finally like find someone and is and that by like choice or like the producers force you to stay there that's that's by choice for them um and then they also have like alcohol flowing all the time like you can just like order whatever the fuck you want yeah, I did notice that they're always drinking in the pods. Yeah, yeah. She So she did mention, she's like, one of the dates I had with Cole, I said, like, I started, like, crying 
And she's like, that's when I realized like I needed to stop drinking and during the dates so much. So that I think that's why they have like those gold cups that you can't actually see through because yeah. I mean they want to insinuate people are drunk for you know like the views and ratings and shit but you could have water in there yeah that's true yeah the second season which I think that these were actually filmed very close in succession oh yeah what I've read yeah. so some given that then I'm I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't enact anything different this time because it was so filmed after it was filmed so closely after but apparently the second season according to my nail tech and i believe her um was saying that so the second second season was which i know you guys know this but for our listeners was a chicago cast and so the chicago cast is suing love is blind because like they weren't they were sleeping like yeah they were sleeping like four hours a night and stuff because they wanted to film them as much as possible which i think that i'm sure that that's a big part of it i think and from I mean I could be completely wrong but from like other things I've seen about Love is Blind being like less like sus with like drama and tabloidness that like other ones have I think that it's possible that they were doing it for that reason which is still fucked but I think there was an element of them knowing that like lack of sleep leads to people acting more chaotically and emotional and whatever especially with like drinking yeah. involved yeah as just well. like irritable or exactly something. yeah 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 I didn't know that they were suing. Yeah. Me neither. That's that's really interesting. Um, yeah, that interview with Zeneb, she said that actually like Deep D and Shake's wedding was like literally the day before hers. Oh, so those yeah. were, were like literally being filmed at the same time. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen um, season one of Love is Blind, but this is what made me realize the producers are more involved in similar ways as like in other shows, maybe hopefully just not as intensely. So in this article that I read about, it was talking about racism in Love is Blind and like just dating shows in general, which like unfortunately not surprised to hear that. And so I apparently there's this couple, which I mean, spoiler for myself as well, there's a couple of Lauren and Cameron who make it from season one. They're an interracial couple. She's a black woman. He's a white man. And apparently like just a lot of like little microaggressions that were made. So wait, I'm sorry. I'm cracking up because I remember something so specific from their relationship. Yeah. Let me, I want to hear it. There was one scene when they're meeting the family where... And that's exactly what yeah that's yeah <laughs> where i don't know if they prompt if the if lauren's family because lauren is african-american she's black and i don't know if her family prompted him or if he like brought this up but he was like rapping to them and it is the most cringe thing i've I ever seen in my that. life <laughs> so the the producers asked lauren's mom to ask cameron to rap no they set his ass up literally oh <laughs> And they were asking, they kept like repeatedly asking Lauren's dad, is her name? Yeah. Lauren's dad to like about what he thinks about them being in an interracial relationship, like over and over and over again until he became irritable and they wanted him to like grill his ass basically for being a white man. Oh my God. Yeah. So I don't know what actually happened in the episode or anything, but it's like they were purposely like irritating her dad 
to like act out in that way and like they kept everything they kept wanting to make everything i didn't watch it but like from what they said and i don't know how much of it actually showed but at least from lauren and cameron's experience they expressed that they wanted to make everything about the fact that they were an interracial couple and the producers they kept urging lauren to look at cameron's fridge and to make note of the fact that he had watermelon collard greens and kool-aid in there yeah I know. Did he even actually have those things? I don't, I can't remember, but I, I think he did. I think he did. But she was like, those are normal things to have. So I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, what? Yeah. I know. like, why don't you comment on this, on these stereotypes that we are projecting? Literally, literally, it was, it, it's so fucking weird. And then they were talking about, which I'm sure that there are even, there are many more specific instances than just this. These are just the things that were mentioned in this article. And they also brought up like The Bachelor. So in 2002, apparently it was like the first time that there was on The Bachelor one black woman contestant and they kept urging her to bring up like to ask The Bachelor about his history with interracial dating like they, they wanted like they were like pressing it on her like ask him ask him ask him about his history dating other black women and stuff like that and then she was eliminated that episode and oh then my God. I know and then in 2006 I guess there was a someone a black woman named Robin who I guess like the producers intentionally started something. They said that someone called her a bitch and they like made her drunk and wanted her like act up. And I I don't know if she did, but I think that she like, I think that she did like get into a fight or something. I don't know. I don't know like what it was, but something maybe yelling. I have no idea, but like it was clear that they wanted to like make her fulfill that angry black woman stereotype, which is like so fucked. That's so sad. I know. I know. And that's awful. Right. And then in 2017, it was the first black uh, bachelorette and online apparently that like received the most possible, like the most harassment from like fans and whatever else. I don't know what type of harassment. I'm not surprised. Right. Just like probably like tweeting, like, like making racist memes and shit like that. Which is fucked. Yeah, the the Bachelor fan base is unfortunately like I could see them doing that. I mean, the Bachelor fan like I, I like don't like that show at all, and I don't like like I'm not judging our listeners who listen to it, but it's just like the Bachelor to me is like quintessential Miami by by Miami to our listeners in <laughs> Miami University, Miami blonde bitch that like doesn't. I don't mean that in direct. Well, I don't mean that in a misogynistic derogatory way just like objectively a bitch and that like has all of daddy's money and is in the business school and is conservative because all they care about is like their own privilege and that's what i think of when i think of the bachelor (laughs) so i'm not a fucking fan yeah i was gonna just say i know i said earlier like i feel like it's one of the more authentic shows but it's the fakest authentic show of them i agree yeah, I've seen a few seasons here or there, and it's just like, I don't know. It's fucking it's boring. It's dumb. Like, it's just literally stupid. Well, it is, like, it's one of those things where, because it's, like, one chick and multiple dudes, like, or one dude and multiple chicks, like, the only way they can get content is by, like, stirring the pot. Right. You know, whereas, like, at least in, like, Love is Blind, there's, like, multiple couples, so if one couple is, like, doing fine and being kind of boring one of the couples is going to be having a fight, you know, <laughs> like there's right. no way all of them will be good. So it's like, I'm not surprised that like they stir the pot a lot in the bachelor. Right. Like 
like I, I think love is blind and like the bachelor bring out a lot of like insecure people just because I, I don't know I feel like it's kind of to me it's a weird concept that you that you would think out of like 30 people randomly selected for a tv show that one of those people is absolutely the person like your soulmate I just think that's a weird concept in general I'm like I don't I don't believe that to me that's just I'm like I don't know what the chances of that would be I mean maybe it's something like oh fate is involved somehow there but I'm like I I don't know about that yeah like we both chose to apply to this because we were meant to find each other through it. right right and I'm like I guess you could say that at some point but then shows like Love Island and Temptation Island and all those other random island dating shows. (laughs) Like, I don't really know. Those types of people, I feel like, are the people that are obsessed with themselves. Yep. And that, like, I don't know if they're necessarily insecure or they're, like, cocky. I think both. I think it's a mix. Like, some of them are insecure and so want to, like, prove to themselves that they're hot by being on a show like that. And then some of them are, like, everybody would want to watch me fuck. So I'll get on the show. (laughs) And I think that unless you're, like, extremely vapid and have no brain power or anything, which, like, is certainly possible for a lot of these people, then I think that you could be, like, 100% inherently cocky. But I think that cockiness and most certainly from a clinical perspective, narcissism inherently stems from insecurity. So I think that like whatever cockiness they're doing is definitely a projection of like something to some extent. Yeah. So like, but I completely agree, Jill. Like one way or another, they're full of themselves. And I don't mean that. I don't yeah. mean that in terms of like the appearance thing or whatever. Like obviously, like it's dope to look and feel hot as fuck and whatever. And there's no issue with that. And like, there's no issue with flaunting it and whatever. It's just like everything about the context of it is just like inherently vapid. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, on a lot of those shows, they're also, like, literally wearing a bikini the whole day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which, again, yeah, like... they're just, like, prancing around. Yeah, which, like, no yeah. shade to that. And, and, they're, and, like, on Love Island, it's, like, they're doing that, and they're also, like, working out outside and whatever and, like, looking hot and sweaty and whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, the they, whole like, thing They, like, also is... show them, like, actually hooking up. So, I no, mean, exactly. Fully, yeah, but they, like, show them in the bed and shit. Exactly. So, like, you have to be okay with people like a million people seeing you look like that you know right yeah which actually the season the first season that i watched was the second season of uk love island and uh one of the girls left because she had sex on there which you couldn't see but like you know the sheets and whatever and Mm -hmm. she was like miss britain or whatever and she lost her title because of that (gasps) scene oh my my God. god yeah well, she probably should have looked title. up the rules. I know it's fu- I know, I know. <laughs> true, but it's it is like so misogynistic and fucked that she lost it because of that. Yeah. Like, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. But it was like, you're like, you can't fuck on camera on a TV show and be Miss Britain. Yeah, you harlot. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. No, it is also just like the concept of like shows like that where, where like even this like where it's like sex is like such a thing. You know, it's like, oh my god, we want to watch people fuck, but then it's like, you know, we could have a whole different episode about the double standards of like that, and then like huh. sex work is being taboo. You know, it's like True. we are literally tuning in every week to see who's fucking who, right. and then True. Like, you're gonna yell at people for doing the same exact thing just in the comfort of their own home, right? And actually making money. You have to remember that point because that's a good ass point. 
for like future episodes for sure. Like, yeah. That's like, yeah, for real. The, the double standard of it. Yeah. Cause it really is just like, it's the same thing. You're literally like hoping that they'll show cock and balls and they don't, but literally. Like, you're, like imagining it. And like the way they'll like keep them mic'd up and like play moans for a I second know. and then go to commercial. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's just so weird. It, yeah. It is really weird. And it is, it's interesting. I've thought about like, I've thought about like, why do I like dating shows? Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm like, I fucking hate this show. But I feel like (laughs) it is just like, because it's like so mindless, I can just like watch it and like do other stuff. So I I like it in a like very like casual way. But it's, I mean, back to like the Bachelor, like the sensation of like Bachelor watch parties and stuff like that. Like, I can't imagine like, being that invested in a dating show like again like i'm watching this one i i'm getting a kick out of it i'm talking about it with my friends but then the second it's over i'm i'm gonna forget about it and then there'll be a new season yeah. i'll be like oh okay cool something to rot my brain with but like people <laughs> who like host whole ass parties are like obsessed with it it's like why i feel like a part of that is like simply for the community aspect and then also it's like literally like football like how literally men are so obsessed okay. with like betting and shit and like having a whole party with snacks and shit true that's a really good point yeah because it's all it's all the girlies getting together with their wine and like speculating on who's gonna go home who's gonna get the rose yeah (laughs) it's just like the female football (laughs) okay that's actually such a good point it's such a good point (laughs) who's on the top of the pyramid this week (laughs) i feel like i watch dating shows like love is blind specifically because I like seeing relationships from like an outsider's perspective and then like seeing what things can be taken as a green flag and what things are automatic red flags for the future and like storing those little things away in my mind so that I can yeah. have some examples of things to things to avoid and things to embrace in my own literally studying up. Yeah, literally. I completely agree. I I like it. I like them for a couple of reasons. And I think that that's like a primary one. I feel like it's almost like experiential learning in the same way with like a lot of the things nowadays with how much we consume constantly. I feel like I do gain experience from watching other people do things, even like fictional characters and stuff like that. So I feel like in some ways it's like adding to my, obviously it's, it can't possibly be the same, but in some ways it's adding to my own experience with just like interpersonal things and like how, how I socialize and how humans socialize from like a more experiment, experimental perspective. And yeah. I also very much like, which I know Jill, you've also um, explicitly mentioned this before, like, or over text. And I completely agree. Like I very much enjoy being part of like pop culture moments like I get that's why like I mean when there are big movies I like seeing them right when they happen and said partly because I love them so much particularly Marvel but like because I, I love moments in pop culture like this I love when everyone is talking about something in particular not in a gossipy way even though that's okay but it's just I, it, it that creates a sense of community for me that everyone is kind of to some extent thinking about the same thing and I really like the social aspect of it of being able like even aside again also gossiping but aside from the gossiping aspect just like having human relations to analyze that like other people are aware of too yeah I feel that yeah definitely No, I definitely – that is a good point, too, of, like, the relationships or, like, people to analyze that, like, 
other people are paying attention to too it's like you learn more about the person that you're dis- then discussing stuff with true about it yeah. like it's like oh we're like oh my god the way matt responded is so inappropriate and disproportionate and if somebody were like honestly i'd react the same way i'd be like oh I'd be like peace <laughs> okay noted <laughs> yeah. you know so it is like it it's yeah it's an interesting way to learn about the people that also watch it too. right yeah i feel like it's also like this is gonna sound more superficial um shout out colleen <laughs> but, <laughs> um i feel like it it's more interesting because of the fact that it's real people and like because they have things after the fact like the reunion and then they do True. like follow-up interviews with shit so that you can hear even more about like what actually went down because i'm like i also like the like inquisitiveness and the curiosity that comes with these types of shows where i'm like i want to know what the actual fuck they were talking about behind the scenes and what went down what was said when and where and how and why because i want to know everything (laughs) i want to know put a body cam on those bitches yeah literally i'm like we want i want this shit on the big brother house no, for I real. Know everything. The detective work that comes with it is next level for sure. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it is, I mean, this is, I think, my most superficial reason is like, I mean, some of the drama like pisses me off or annoys me or something, <laughs> but it is like kind of nice to be like, to forget about my own life drama for a little bit yeah. and like pay attention to that and be like, oh shit, that really sucks. I can't believe they did that. And it like not be my life or anybody in my life you know like it's nice to like it's like it is like definitely like a form of escapism too right i feel that definitely um i have one last i have a quote to add this is not even the most outlandish thing that they've said on there but i I just watched like a short video just it was uh, this one was about mtv dating shows and it just had clips of next and i just have to again this is not on there but it's the one i remembered from this short clip and it's curvy girls make my junk twitch. Oh, <laughs> crass. Wow. That's such a 2000s quote. Literally. Make my yeah. junk, junk twitch. Itch. Ew. I think oh you just God. have a I think you have a disease. <laughs> that is so You need gross. to go get STD checked. <laughs> Sir. Oh <my> God. <sighs> we got jock itch over here. Go get some cream. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast platform, really. We're on all those bitches. So go check us out. Follow us on social media. It's at That's Kind of Wavy. And okay. Yeah. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.